Welcome to this new Triple V podcast episode, covering the most recent town hall. All right. So, first of all, I have to start with a shout out to the most important people around our dashboard and staking feature, which is going to be live either tonight or on Monday. And uh, the main people responsible are Andrew, Andrea, Casper, who is also known as Talona, and Christiana slash Kurion. Andrew has been spending probably hundreds of hours on the front end and the back end of the dashboard. And as some of you guys has noticed, we just put the contracts on mainnet and the staking feature in theory is already working. Um, after the town hall, I'm going to also test it in practice. And when everything goes well, we're going to put it live um, tonight or on Monday. And um, the design has been done by Andrea. And she has been uh, really a blessing for our brand presence as a whole. Everything you see is uh, created by Andrea. She's also managing our Twitter account and she's very much involved in a lot of different places, helping us wherever she can. And we are incredibly glad that we have her. Um, Casper and Christiana, they um, double and triple checked our smart contracts. They did an audit um, together with uh, another developer called Westy, and they uh, yeah, made sure that everything is 100% perfect uh, and there's no way of anyone penetrating the contracts or um, somehow interfering with any of the features which we have. So um, the main functionality of how the staking works is fairly simple, but we're using a few very new features of facilitating everything. So the way it's going to work once you put everything live is you're going to head over to the VBV dashboard. You're going to be able to log in and then you will have a very easy to find interface where you then will be able to connect the wallet, select which NFTs you want to stake, for how long, and then you're going to approve um, the transaction with MetaMask, and then the NFTs will be staked. Now, what happens after you have staked the NFTs? You're going to receive one reward token per NFT, and that reward token is non-transferable, and will also be returned to the smart contract after six or 12 months, depending on which option you have chosen. And those reward tokens are necessary for us to be able um, to track how many NFTs and which types of NFTs you have staked for how long. And they will also work as a verification measure via Colored Latin in our server. So starting tomorrow, you're also going to see new roles in the server, which are then going to replace uh, 
be in addition to the current dolphin shark and whale rules. Once the NFTs are staked for either six or 12 months, they cannot be unstaked. They will be locked in the smart contract for those six to 12 months, uh, six to 12 months. Now we do all this on Monday. So, um, ideally everyone is going to be available to complete those steps right away because we have a really busy week ahead of us. Meaning on Tuesday, we will have the snickerdoodle allocation claim and you will only be able to claim the allocation if you have staked the NFTs and you will only be able to um, claim the respective amounts for which you have voted in our server if you have also staked the respective amount of NFTs. And the minimum allocation size is going to start with $1,000 for one dolphin. Then depending on whether you own a shark or whale and how many other dolphins you own, you're going to be able to increase that to uh, $2,000 for the uh, max dolphin multiplier, for example, or um, up to $10,000 for the whales. Uh, I think we even have uh, one or two guys with uh, more than 10,000 in allocation size. And um, the whales have pledged in total, um, I believe, way over $100,000. So the, the hunger has been uh, very big uh, on our whales and the rest of the community, I believe, has claimed around like 150k and that's in addition to the roughly 300k which have already invested. So um, just as we said during the Snickerdoodle uh, AMA, it is one of the hottest deals which we have had since we launched and I think the AMA with Jonathan Padilla has underlined how capable and well-established the team already is and how big their plans are and how thoughtful their approach is in penetrating the market. They get into the right rooms and they have the ability to show up in a crypto conference in a shirt and jeans, but they also get into the same rooms as decision makers of governments uh, wearing suit and tie. So, I think they, they really have the, the right approach in going to market and partnering up with the um, biggest movers in the space. And um, we also started working together with Snickerdoodle. Um, I, I cannot disclose what exactly we're working on, but um, we didn't just invest into Snickerdoodle. Let, let's put it this way. So again, for the next two days, we have uh, the staking being live on Monday and we have the Snickerdoodle claim starting on Tuesday. And the claiming window um, for the dolphins, I'm probably going to arrange two windows, uh, one on Tuesday um, on a first come first soft basis and then probably another one on Wednesday uh, at a different time. I haven't decided on the time yet, but I would 
Uh, I'm probably going to make it Tuesday, 8 p.m. CET, which should be around 2 p.m. EST. And then on Wednesday, we're going to do it on um, 2 p.m. CET to accommodate the Aussies and our friends in Singapore. So on Wednesday, um, it's again time to stay busy and get busy. And um, this is one of my favorite new features, if you want to say so. It's a new approach in our outreach and it's going to allow the community to get more involved, to get first row seats in, um, in strategizing on how to secure a deal with a particular project. And the reason we want to do this is because our research team has cranked up <laughs> their pipeline since uh, the last town hall on last Sunday and now we have an overwhelming amount of projects in our pipeline which are waiting to be contacted on behalf of VVV and while we have a sophisticated um, process in place for the um, internal and more targeted uh, outreach there are some projects out there which are very difficult to get a hold of. So in order to break through to those and in order to get heard in, in the noise which surrounds them, we are going to rely on the manpower of the community. And we're going to have different strategies in place and we're going to target different platforms in order for us to get a hold of a decision maker of the respective project and for us to be able to arrange an AMA with them. And the AMA is really the first thing which we always want to secure. We are not interested into, uh, we're not interested in securing just an allocation without those guys never even talking to us. I think it's mandatory for the founder to always speak to our community. Otherwise, um, my interest in investing into something is, is, is very, very low. And um, as requested by the community, I have um, reached out to Sui and I'm probably going to hear back um, during next week. The decision maker responsible for the AMAs and marketing on their side uh, is out of office, but I, I spoke to another team member of theirs and we probably are going to hear back um, sometime next week. But in the meantime, I want to be um, able to engage with our community and I want to be able to show you guys um, our different strategies for outreach. I want to also share with you uh, some of the projects we have in the pipeline and get you more involved in the outreach process because I think that's really where our community shines uh, a lot. The, uh, you know, anytime we have an AMA, it pretty much goes down in that project's history as the best AMA they ever had. And, um, you know, those interactions um, coupled with the interactions which those guys have <clears throat> either on their own server, on Twitter, or in our server and the respective channels, that's really underlining how, how much expertise our community actually has and how, how much quality um, 
uh, you know, how much value someone can get out just by interacting with us. And yeah, I think that's something which, which no one is going to be able to copy. And this is going to be one of the main reasons why we're going to keep closing those impossible deals, which no one else can get a hold of. And that also leads me right to the next point, which is Thursday, um, which is the LEO AMA. And that's spelled A-L-E-O. And that AMA actually was secured by Helena, who first of all provided uh, a certain value to one of their team members and that opened up the conversation um, for them to arrange an AMA with us. There's no deal attached yet to that AMA. Um, it's very important um, when we approach those like world-class projects which are in super high demand that they can feel comfortable joining us for an AMA without any expectations or um, contingencies based on you know them getting our exposure and <clears throat> at the end of the day VVV is not just about getting deals and getting allocations especially in the bear market I think it's super important to also get a grasp on where the space is moving where the expertise lies and where the trends and where the brain power is shifting Meaning, in the case of Elio, that's a, uh, a CK-based uh, project around privacy. And that, that fits really well with the other projects in which we have made, made investments in. That fits really well with uh, Snickerdoodle, Orky, Peak. And we really want to become a platform which is known for hosting the smartest people in the crypto space and the smartest projects. And even if a deal, even if no deal happens after the AMA, maybe because the timing is off, the round has already closed or whatever, we want to be aware that the project exists and that it has a certain value proposition. And then of course, we also want to be sure that we keep up with the, with the token price. And if I'm not mistaken, Elio is going to launch um, this year. And I think in the bear market, the likelihood of the, of the TGE price not skyrocketing right away is fairly high. So even if we don't get a deal and if we don't manage to um, get in for the potentially uh, lower valuation, I think it's still important to follow the project and to be aware that the TGE might actually be one of the best buying opportunities where you can get in and you can get in without any sort of uh, liquidity, liquidity tie-up in a wasting schedule, for example. And that's all obviously also something which you want to keep in mind whenever a deal is presented to us um, because we do not want to end up having invested at a certain FDB and then the TGE fails and then the FDB drops and people on the open market actually get a better deal. So um, we always want to make sure that even if we get presented with a deal, we keep in mind that if the TGE happens within um, the next few months or within this year at least, that we are not just tempted to do the deal just to do a deal, but we also keep in mind that 
the deal itself might not be the best buying opportunity. And as some of the smart people might have noticed, is that Thursday is actually the first, which would be the phase two mint date. Now, in order not to interfere with the LUA AMA, we're going to push the phase two mint just by one day. So we're going to arrange the phase two mint on Friday. That's September 2nd. And the phase two mint is going to have a minting window of around 48 hours. So there's not going to be any rush for anyone to show up in time. We have all the time in the world to facilitate that for you. So if you have uh, our diamond fin roll or the regular dolphin roll, you're going to have uh, an easy time claiming your spot. And for anyone listening who might not be part of VVV yet, you can still head into our server, go to our homework channel and complete lesson eight, which is the lesson around Warren Buffett's investment thesis. And I have deemed that lesson so important and, and that lesson actually has, um, I, I believe, 10 different um, topics which are discussed underneath it. But that lesson is really so important that um, we decided to make a whitelist spot available for anyone who completes it because anyone who goes through the lesson successfully pretty much has the basic stone on how to invest and how to view investments. And it's going to be 100% the opposite of the general investment thesis you will see in the NFT space. And, you know, there's a reason why at one point Warren Buffett was the wealthiest man on the planet and why most people flipping NFTs do not have any money. There's a, a big discrepancy in the underlying thesis which those individuals follow versus the thesis Warren Buffett has. And I think going through that lesson is going to be extremely important for anyone as an individual because it's going to keep you from making stupid decisions around where you put your money and how you make decisions. So, quick recap. Monday, staking is going to be live. Tuesday, Snickerdoodle Claim starts. Wednesday, we're going to start with the community outreach. I'm going to post the first project and I'm also going to outline our strategy to secure an AMA with them and to kick off a successful relationship with them. On Thursday, we have the LU AMA and we already have collected the community questions. We have put them into a fancy PDF and we're going to submit them to LU um, after the town hall. On Friday, we have the phase two mint. Then you're going to have 48 hours to complete your mint. And then on Sunday, before the next town hall, we're going to have the first snickerdoodle allocation raffle. And that's the first time that the arcade in our server is going to open up and we're going to kick it off with the Snickerdoodle allocation tickets. 
Now, two things um, which you can do right away if you are on our server, head over to the roles channel and make sure that you pick the second last one, which is the one for the allocation games, where you will then unlock the arcade section in our server and then be able to participate in those raffles for the smaller allocation tickets. And the thing to keep in mind here is that similarly to the Dolphin multiplier, which have in our first come first served uh, regular allocation claim, you're going to have a higher chance of winning those raffles if you hold more than one Dolphin. And the second step is again in our roles channel, you will see that we have a new role, which is called Rainmaker. And that's the one which is going to unlock the outreach section in which you will then see two different channels. One is the action channel where you guys will then be pinged and you will be able to take immediate action. And then we also have the strategy chat, which is going to be our place where we can discuss the strategy and then also the successes. And very important and also uh, very logic is that anyone who is involved in the outreach process in the outreach process and who is helping us and the community to secure deals, you're obviously going to have a first row spot when it comes to claiming those allocations. If you make the deal happen, it, it wouldn't be logical for, for us to you know make a first come first off to you. So anyone who is actively helping us um, to secure a certain deal is then also going to get special treatment when it comes to claiming that allocation. And since the the outreach is going to be a, a crucial part in, in, in our future, um, we will also keep track of how people perform and how well they perform. And you will be able to get whitelisted for either additional dolphins or sharks. And next week, we're going to have, have two very cool announcements as well. And I'm, I'm currently already, I'm also already going to tease them. Um, one is the start of our research academy, which is going to be led by Andy, our uh, senior research analyst. And he's going to teach you guys how to vet and how to analyze projects and deals. And that's going to be its own section. It's going to be very similar to the VVB Academy in our server. It's going to follow the same principle, but it's again something which is going to allow you to make better decisions for yourself. And then in turn also going to be able, uh, also going to enable you to provide more value to VVB and to provide a more critical view on all the deals which we bring to the community or the deals which we secure together with the community. And that's really the key aspect where we help you guys and then either directly or indirectly you're going to help us as well. And if, if we help you and you help us, then the community is continuously going to grow and continuously going to improve and eventually it's going to become the preeminent force when it comes to finding and securing the, the best deals in the space.
And in the same week, we are also going to have the peak claim. Currently, only the whales have been able to claim their peak allocations, but we're also going to make them available to the dolphins and sharks in the coming week, meaning um, we are probably going to open up the allocation claim on the 5th or 6th of September for peak. And not just for the general timeline, on October 1st, we're going to have the phase three mint, which is going to be our big marketing event. We're going to start with the VVV marketing approach, um, probably within the next couple of days, maybe by the end of next week. And then you will see that we're going to expand the exposure and the presence of VVV outside of the server over the course of the next four weeks. And we are going to aim for big numbers and for big exposure. Sim similarly to the reasoning why we have decided to step out of Discord and start doing these Twitter Spaces events is staying in the shadows really has no benefit to anyone doing anything legitimate. The, the only, you know, more or less being in the space, you end up with Discord more out of necessity for logistics, much rather than it being the best platform out there. And very similar to Twitter where, you know, the spaces and the tweets are extremely useful, but for organizing an, an entire committee, Twitter simply doesn't work. So you have to balance those different platforms, but you should really avoid to fall in love with one and then completely neglecting the other. That's also the reason why I handed off uh, the Twitter management to Andrea and uh, why the, the Medium page is currently managed by Jen and Andrea together and why LinkedIn is also managed by Andrea and why, yeah, I, I'm pretty much giving up control over, you know, some of the, some of the aspects of BBV which are outwardly facing because I, I know I, I have neglected them simply because of the, the focus on Discord. And I can see that it's not helping us in any way if we neglect them any further. So you will see a lot more of us on Twitter. You will see more of us on LinkedIn. And you will see the same engagement and value in the Discord server. But we're going to make everything that's happening um, much more present on all different channels. Okay, Marcel is asking if there's going to be a purge again for the normal whitelists. Um, there would be one, um, but I think so far none of the members have, um, you know, come to our attention for not behaving correctly or, you know, not providing value. So, um, there's really no reason at the moment to kick anyone. Yeah. And one thing, uh, which Kirby is mentioning here. Um, an FAQ channel for newcomers. That's something which we're currently working on already. Um, and um, a couple of community members have also already submitted, um, you know, an overview and content uh, for an FAQ section. 
And in my opinion, this is one of the highest priorities which we have at the moment because it's the server is really overwhelming for someone new, especially if they haven't heard of us before. So if we can have an, uh, like a, a light paper or an expanded community, uh, an expanded FAQ section, which explains the different, different sections and aspects of BBB in more detail and more clearly, then the server layout is going to do, um, I think that's going to be a tremendous value add. Okay, I'm reading the questions. Give me one moment. Uh, okay, Jan Premro is asking around uh, the gas cost for staking. Um, Andrew, I'm not sure if you're around, but maybe you can... Um, right in our general chat um, if you have an estimate or maybe if uh, Telona is around maybe you can write it too uh, I already spent thousands of dollars today on gas to deploy all those contracts and mint the reward NFTs <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely can relate um, but the gas cost in general right now are pretty low so I don't think that it's going to be that expensive. And just for the, the Twitter listeners, so Andrew mentioned the staking cost is going to be around five bucks. And Bas is asking around the max stack of how many NFTs you can stake. And the maximum amount of dolphins is still six, plus one whale, plus one shark, if you have those. And Andrew confirmed if it's more, uh, if you stake more than one dolphin, then the gas cost is also going to slightly increase. But the entire thing should be like pretty gas efficient. Uh, I mean, we've, we've spent so much time on those smart contracts. Um, you know, they, they really have been uh, set up in a way which is the, the most gas efficient. Okay, almost done. One moment. Oh yeah, and one thing which I have, uh, which I forgot to mention is that the reward NFT you get from staking your NFTs is also going to come with one of six different types of artwork. And if you go to my personal uh, Twitter profile, you can already see one of the banners um, coming up. So we have uh, six different types of reward NFTs and you will get um, uh, a Twitter banner attached uh, to that reward NFT. And depending on how long you have staked the NFT for, the text is also going to change from six to 12 months, um, depending which op option you chose. So that's just a small uh, gimmick. Okay, so Christian is asking, will there be ways for multiple holders to gain more blockchain fund NFTs or additional for the extra? I know there's a decent handful of folks with over the max. Um, I cannot discuss anything around that yet for legal reasons. Um, you're going to have to wait until we are minted out. Um, but it, that should be fairly soon. Um, we're, we're planning with big numbers for October 1st 
And then we're probably going to do the phase four on November 1st so that we have all those uh, NFTs out in the open. And um, then we can share the, the full details around the blockchain fund. Yeah, and one more thing which I also want to tease is um, that we are also going to double down on the VVV Academy and that together with the dashboard, which we're currently still developing and expanding um, for VVV, there's going to be a bunch of new features and one of them is going to be a dedicated educational platform for the academy content and the academy content is also going to be turned into a, a full-fledged course on different topics and that's going to range from investing starting your own business and, and just general um, mindset of super successful people and that those courses are going to be always free for holders but they are also going to be made available for purchase to non-holders. And the, it's pretty much the same reason as with the, the Research Academy. For one, the, the better the, the content is and the better the platform is for you guys to participate in the courses, the faster you guys are going to learn, the faster you guys are going to grow and the more valuable you're going to become to the entire community. And the biggest USP which we have as a community is that we are currently only surrounded by super motivated and intelligent people. And I don't want that to change. And I know that by expanding the community, we're going to slightly or potentially slightly dilute the quality of individuals which we might have in the server. but if the learning material and the material to, to grow and to, um, to learn the, maybe learning is the wrong word, to develop the right mindset for investing and for success in business in general, if we can manage to make that content easily accessible and very enjoyable to participate in, it's going to uplift the entire community and just as we have the mentors in our server who are um, guiding our students the students themselves are then going to become the mentors for the new members and I think that dynamic is something which is you know which is truly defining the the term of community because community does not to me, at least to me community does not mean that you have a, a bunch of activity in the server which is not valuable to anyone where it's it's all just small talk or you know just memes or gifs or you know content like that i think it's it if everything revolves around improving yourselves and to becoming more successful and to to educating yourselves around certain topics i think that's much more enjoyable and it's something where you can actually take something away from being a part of that community and at the end of the day i think if the community can make individuals stronger, then those individuals are also going to make the community stronger. And that's going to put us in an upwards spiral where, you know, we're only going to get better every single day. And 
we already have some eyes on us um, from people not not as deep in the crypto space as you know some of our legions. Um, but these guys are not going to step into Discord. That, that's just not going to happen. And most of them are not like, not even going to to be. Most of them cannot even be bothered with jumping into uh, Twitter Spaces, for example. Those guys are busy. Those guys are professionals. Um, they do not want to deal with those platforms. And we have a strategy in place, which is going to specifically cater to those uh, to that audience. And one of the onboarding processes, or one of the processes in, in which we can really put our best foot forward and, and really show that we know what we're talking about is making those courses available in the first place and without any um, restrictions on you know whether it's, it's for holders or not. Um, they're not going to be free for non-holders, but they're going to be accessible. And that's going to be extremely crucial because it's one thing to have the research reports available, for example, and to see the engagement of the community on our different social platforms. But it's something else to, like, you know, peek behind the curtain and actually see what has created that culture and what has created um, that community and what has led our researchers, for example, to have specific points of view or uh, what has led us to secure certain deals and, you know, how did we even secure them? What was our value proposition? Why is uh, Snickerdoodle interested in working with, with us? All of those are insights which are going to be extremely um, valuable for, for people who do not have that, um, you know, they either don't have the time or they do not want to jump into, into a server or in, into a user interface where everyone is using a PFP and, um, you know, weird names and, and all that stuff. Um, and I'm going to share more about the, um, that strategy and that approach um, probably in the next couple of weeks when we also um, slowly reveal the individual members of our board of directors. Um, but I have to be careful not to give away too much up front. Um, and that's interesting because I, I, I recently had a discussion with one of our community members around um, sharing ideas and sharing those ideas maybe too early or with the wrong people. And um, yeah, that's what we're going to avoid in this instance. Like everything else, no one can copy. But in, you know, in this instance, I definitely want to be the first one doing this. And then afterwards, everyone can jump in and copy. But I want us to be the first ones. And I'm only going to talk about that specific thing once it's up and running. And um, once the impact can really be felt by anyone being involved with us or uh, following us. So Leandro uh, is asking, what about Inferno without his yellow tag? He is not on the team anymore. So Inferno uh, has left us on good terms. He has two businesses he is working full time for, and he wants to dedicate, or he wants to be able to dedicate sufficient time to those. He's still and also still working together with Tony on our secret deal. Like, you know, again, it, it's probably the hardest one we've ever been involved in, and um, I think it's also important for everyone to know that 
if someone leaves the team, there, there's no hard feelings. Uh, there, there's no friction between any one of us, uh, neither with Inferno slash Ahmed nor with Tony slash Scrout. They all left us on good, good terms. Uh, the reasoning why they left makes sense. You know, sometimes in life you have to make the, you know, the right decision. Maybe not the most exciting one, but the right decision for yourself. And, um, you know, they keep supporting us. They are still here as sharks. They're going to keep investing with us. They're going to keep holding on to the NFTs. Um, and God knows and fingers crossed, <laughs> maybe we can also finally close the deal and make it happen. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big one and it's a tough one. But if anyone can pull it off, then it's us as a team. All right. So one thing uh, which I would be curious um, to know is, do you guys want to keep those Twitter spaces happening for our town hall meetings, meaning each Sunday, and then also for the AMAs which we have, or should we just do them for the AMAs only and keep the town hall meetings in our Discord server, for example? Okay, the most seem to lean towards the town halls in Discord. Um, you know, the, the reason why I personally would prefer if you would keep them both on Twitter, um, and I know Andrea has a different point of view here, um, but I, I would like to, to, you know, just go through the argument quickly with, with everyone uh, who's listening. You know, the thing is that the town halls, uh, I think one of the best ways for us to maintain the fluent communication with the community. And I also think it's rather rare that the team of a project is that closely engaging with the community all of the time. You know, we are not missing one single Sunday. Like every single Sunday, we show up, we listen to everyone. We give everyone an update of what we have been working on. And I think it's super important for someone who is not yet involved with VBV or who might just have heard of us a few days or weeks ago before those guys are potentially investing a thousand bucks to buy an NFT on OpenSea. Um, I think it's important to get a better feeling for who is running the project and whether or not the ones in charge actually making process, uh, excuse me, progress, or if they are just talking and, and flapping their mouths. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of tangible things lined up. We, ha we have the dashboard, we have the staking, which is going to be done through the dashboard. We have the deals, all of this, like every single week, we have something tangible, which someone can actually see that that has happened. It's not like we have to tease something indefinitely and then it's never going to happen. And, and you know, we spend each week just um, patting our heads. Uh, what's the saying? Um, you know, telling, telling each other how, how good of a job we are doing uh, by doing nothing. And... Yeah, so someone is mentioning uh, YouTube and, you know, I have a 
there's a few things which I'm planning, uh, which I'm planning to do, and uh, we are definitely not going to be just visible on one single channel. There's going to be a lot more happening very soon, which is going to give us um, a lot more exposure and also uh, a face, so to speak, in the interactions with a couple of other communities or um, persons of interest, so to speak. So what's everyone's consensus? Would you guys be fine if we just keep doing it on Twitter? Um, you know, I don't, the thing is, I don't really see, like, except for maybe convenience for the Discord members, I do not see any upside in us staying in a, in a private um, environment with the town halls. You know, with all, which, with all which we do, why wouldn't we want to talk about that in public? And Marcel is mentioning, if we keep it on Twitter, I would prefer to have a dedicated VC chat to keep general clean. I agree. If we, it's super weird that Twitter has no chat. I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but then we will just set up uh, a VC chat on Discord, I guess. Yeah, and, and uh, Haas is also mentioning something important. He's saying, we can also all use our Twitter to retweet the event and get more exposure. Also, we are still in, in bear, so if we already start getting used to Twitter and get our home there, I'm sure it will be better on the long run when we turn back bull and have good news. And I agree. I, I think if we do not keep a high presence on Twitter, we are potentially going to fade away between other projects who have a bigger Twitter, Twitter presence, especially if the hype is going to ramp up in a bull market and, you know, there's more money flowing and, you know, inevitably there's also going to be more money flowing into subpar projects. I think that's where we also have a responsibility of being visible and being known by them as the ones who actually do due diligence and who actually take a deep look and only close the deals which are in the best interest of the entire community. And for anyone who, who is potentially listening and, and has not heard of us before, we only do deals if the community ends up wanting to do them after we spoke to the, to the team publicly and after we have shared all the research material with the community and after the community has done their own red flag report, so to speak, on all the information that's available. So anytime we, 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 we find a deal and we collect information and we vet it ourselves, we do not say that, okay, we have vetted it and now we have to do the deal. Like no matter how much effort we have put into something to either research it, find it, or to secure the deal, if at the end of the day the, the community is not convinced, then we're just going to pass on the deal. And it's going to work the other way around as well, where <clears throat> on one of the deals um, which we had secured for the community, I thought that the overall interest was rather low. Um, but then it turned out after asking the community and after having a super quality discussion around the deal itself, 
that there actually was a was a, a good amount of interest and that you know the the appetite for the allocation has been uh, more conservative but everyone still came to the same conclusion that it's a, a super solid deal and that we should much rather allocate a, a smaller amount than none at all and that's why we ended up doing a, a small ticket for peak which I think um, is going to be uh, you know one of the best long-term plays which we could have made uh, simply because of the and I don't want to jump into the the, the depth of uh, what peak is and so on but it's uh, it's a project which has partnered up already with the the you know, two or three of the biggest companies in, in the world and one of the largest companies in, in Germany. And they are probably going to penetrate the German and European market uh, in areas where um, machines play an important role. And, you know, I can see this potentially becoming one of the best investments which you have ever made. Just, you know, it's not it's not something which is like super exciting, you know, depending on, on what you're used to, if you hear about it. But if you then actually think about the, the use cases, then, you know, I think that that could be one of the like most crucial technologies for the, you know, the machine age, so to speak, for the future of uh, machine intelligence and um, owner sovereignty. Yeah, so Andy's mentioning that we could do both at the same time. Coming back to the Twitter slash Discord topic, um, I'm very much against it uh, because it's you know simply going to be looking better if all of the engagement is in one place. So I don't want, do not want to dilute the engagement which you have between Discord and Twitter. I think if you have a, a Twitter event running. Um, like we have right now, 100 people listening in, and someone sees that randomly popping up in, you know, in their feed, then they're more likely to join that event if it's 100 people rather than 50, for example. Uh, yeah, well, Andrea, you know, I, I don't disagree necessarily, um, but maybe we just keep it running for a while and see. You know, if the turnout declines week over week, then maybe you have a point. But, you know, if we have more and more listeners each single week, then Twitter might be the right space, even if it's not super polished yet. Um, you know, for, for, for the separation, for the real separation of uh, town halls versus AMAs, we do have our two different uh, Spotify channels, right? One for the AMAs which are more professional and one for the uh, town hall meetings and you know from my from my point of view I think that's enough and I, I think the you know I've listened in to a couple of spaces uh, in the past couple of week, uh, days and like spaces in general are not that professional in my opinion and I think what we have is good enough um, to show it off and you know, it's not, and it's not so much about the you know the speakers or who's talking or how it sounds. You know, to me, it's more about the content. And to me, it's super important to make the progress which we make um, transparent to anyone. Okay, Jan is mentioning 
uh, Google Calendar feature. We actually have a Google Calendar, but it has been <laughs> neglected uh, over the past few weeks. So let me check if we can get that um, updated again so you guys have an easier time um, following everything which we have lined up. Um, and there's also, um, just double check. So we probably will have another AMA with a cool project as well, I believe on the 8th, on September 8th, and then another one early October uh, with another big project. So there's already a couple more things lined up which are not definitively confirmed, um, but I, I already got a yes and I'm just waiting for the thing to be uh, scheduled officially. Um, but there's definitely a lot more coming up, so getting the calendar updated I think is important. Okay, a few more people typing. And then I'm going to jump right back into testing or staking and hopefully putting that live in the next few hours. Um, so Jan is asking about staking on mobile. Um, if I remember correctly, um, optimizing the dashboard for mobile was uh, rather difficult and difficult to execute on in time for all features to be readily available and functional. Um, so if possible for the staking tomorrow, access the site via PC only, please, to av avoid any issues uh, with the mobile MetaMask app. Uh, and Carlos is asking about the mint price for phase two. Um, you know, I'm probably just going to take the snapshot of whatever the floor price is on September 1st, and then we're going to roll with that. Um, we had a long discussion in the last town hall around the uh, percentage of the floor price and so on, and uh, I think the consensus was at the end that you know the price is not that important for anyone who minted in phase one. They're not too much concerned with uh, the phase two minters potentially getting a, a better deal. So, uh, you know, like the likely thing is that we will take a snapshot on September 1st and then whatever the floor price is, you're going to be able to mint uh, at 20% or 35% of that. Okay. All right, guys. I want to thank everyone for listening in once again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And um, yeah, I mean, ne next week I'm also would be very happy to open it up to other speakers as well. If someone wants to chime in, feel free to raise your hand at any time or DM me up front. And, you know, all feedback, good or bad, is always appreciated. You guys can open up tickets on our server to provide feedback in private. You can use our feedback channel. You can also DM me. Uh, you know, it really doesn't matter where you provide us with feedback, but, um, you know, through whichever channels it's going to come, we, we truly appreciate it. And, um, you know, you can be as harsh as you want. That's the only thing that's going to make us better and it's going to help us improve. 
and um, yeah, I think we are on track to you know really do what we do in the best possible way, and the community has played a crucial part in that. And I want to make sure that we keep the conversations very open and that everyone always feels comfortable in calling things out, good or bad, and yeah, that we stay on track to becoming the best community out there. All right, guys, then I'm going to hopefully see you tomorrow for the staking. Tuesday for the Snickerdoodle allocation claim, Wednesday for the community outreach, Thursday for the Elio AMA, which is also going to be on Twitter Spaces. And we're probably going to share that link or that event tomorrow already with you. Then on Friday, we have the phase two mint. And on Sunday, the first allocation raffle, which is going to be with Snickerdoodle. Then in the week after, we're going to have the Research Academy launch, peak claim, and on October 1st, the phase three mint. And of course, next Sunday, 8 p.m. CET, another town hall to catch up on everything. All right, guys. Always a pleasure and stay healthy and talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. This recording has been prepared and made available by VVV. It is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation to sell, buy or subscribe to any financial instruments or products. VVV does not express any opinion as to the present or future price of any instrument mentioned in this recording. The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published but VVV, along with its directors, officers and employees, does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of this information as it may change in the future without notice. Any decision made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not based on the information and opinions provided by VVV.